Amen. You may be seated. I want to invite you this morning to open your Bibles to Luke uh, chapter 21. And I'm going to talk to you about homeland benefits today. And we're going to center in on heaven's homeland security system that is ours in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, we just come before you with grateful hearts. Speak to us through your word and by your spirit. Lord, may utterance be given to us, Lord, so that each and every one of us may be encouraged, edified, and comforted by the scriptures. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. Amen. Now, notice this uh, verse of scripture over in the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 25 and 26. He said, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth. Distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now a word that strikes fear in the hearts of men and women who are outside of this glorious covenant that you and I have and those who do not know their rights and privileges in Christ Jesus, is the word terrorism. Now, terrorism is defined as the planned or organized use of fear as a weapon. The goal of terrorism is to terrify, to frighten, to panic, to the point where a person or a people cannot resist. And so at the heart of all terrorism is oppression and fear. We know that Jesus came and pulverized the devil. We know that he stripped him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And for all of us who are all our lifetime subject to bondage, he delivered us and set you and I free from the fear of death. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But what you have received and I have received is the spirit of the living God crying within our heart, Good Father, Good Father. Everyone say, Good Father, Good Father. But not only that, our good, good Father has not given you and I a spirit of fear. But He's given us the spirit of power from on high. He's given us Holy Ghost power. He's given us Holy Ghost fire. He would see that you and I need clothes, so he took clothing from heaven and he endued us with it from on high. Your good, good Father has not only given you a spirit of power, but has given us a spirit of love. You see, our hearts are not going to wax cold in the last of the last days. Our hearts are going to be inflamed and fired by the good news of Jesus Christ. We are going to see a need and we are going to meet that need by the power of God. We are going to show more compassion in these last days than we ever have before. That's because he's given us a spirit of love. But not only that, he keeps us from going crazy. Amen. How many of you know there's crazy people out there? There's devils, demons, and evil spirits, and all sorts of nutty people, but not you. I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. Not you. No, thank God he's given you a spirit of a sound mind. 
you and I in this place, you and I, we got the mind of Christ. We're not trying to get a sound mind. We have a sound mind. Now, the enemy brings his panic and brings his fear and brings his anxiety, trying to give it to you, but just mark it down. It's his and not yours. You're going to live in the peace of God. You're going to live in the soundness of mind that he has provided for you. Oh, glory to God. Now go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, I believe it is. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is something that we should know. In verse 1, he says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Very difficult times. Hard to do. Dangerous. Harsh. Fierce. And savage. So we know that the will of the enemy is for there to be peril, for there to be terrorism, for there to be all sorts of hell breaking loose on the earth. But for the body of Christ, our times are going to be glorious. The glory of God will trump the peril that is in this world. And it is happening even right now. The kingdom of heaven is approaching soon and very soon. You're going to see the king. On on one hand, sin is there and darkness is there but i found a verse of scripture where sin abounds where darkness abounds the grace of god the glory of god the goodness of god is going to much more abound what do you say folks what do you say we live in the glory what do you say we move in the power of god in this hour and in this day so it's good to know in the midst of harsh and fierce and savage times, that we have heaven's homeland security. I want you to pull Philippians 3.20 up, if you would, guys up there in the Amplified Version. And let's notice this. I didn't just pull this out of the air. This is scriptural. This is something that belongs to you, and it belongs to me. In Philippians 3 and verse 20, it says, But we are citizens of the state of the commonwealth of the homeland which is in heaven. <laughs> you and I were maybe living in this world. I said we may be living in this world, but we are not of this world. And so... Just like that we have benefits and privileges of being citizens of the United States of America, we also have privileges and benefits of our homeland, which is our good, good father, is El Presidente. And he is overseeing the affairs of this earth. He is watching over you and he's watching over me. God has got you. God has got me. And I believe this. Our good, good father has got this nation. I believe with all of my heart that he is not done with this nation yet. There's a lot of things wrong about this nation. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of things right about this nation. Come on, somebody. 
And if the righteous will stand in their place in a fervency of prayer and be watchmen on the wall, no weapon formed against this nation is going to prosper. And our greatest days are yet to be realized. Come on, folks. You've got to believe that. You've got to get in faith on that. Let's not live on the negative side of life. Let's not live on Grumble Alley right next to Barely Get Along Street. Let's live on Glory Row. Let's live on Victory Street. Let's live on Strength Avenue. Let's live on the happy side of life. Oh, thank you, Lord. So we want to take a look at this. Because we don't want to allow fear to dictate whether we travel or not. We do not want to allow fear to dictate whether we go out of the house or not. I believe the will of God is this, is that you go about your life with your shoulders straight back, with your eyes on Jesus, knowing full well that heaven's homeland security system is more than enough for you. Now, just like you might have a security system in your home, there's certain things that you need to do to activate it, right? There's certain things that you need to do to make sure that it's working properly. And so it is in heaven's homeland security system. There's things that you and I can do on a regular basis to make sure that it's activated. Amen? Amen? Anybody want to learn how to do that? Okay, let's turn over to Psalms 91 then. Psalms 91. And let's look at some verses of scripture here. Psalms 91 And we're going to look at, well, maybe verses 1 through 10 with some comments along the way. Notice verse 1, it says, He that dwelleth, that's the first thing that we can do. He that lodges in the secret place of the Most High. In other words, live in His presence, live in His Word, live for Him. Whatever is not right in your life, get it out of your life. And make sure that regularly and daily you draw near to him and he surely will draw near to you. This place is a secret place and it is a place of abiding. It says the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is the language of protection. The shadow of the Almighty literally is a shelter, a refuge, a covert. It has to do with a covering. You and I, when we live in the secret place of the Most High, we are under the shadow of El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough, not only to protect you and you, but to protect all of us at the same time. You see, under the shadow tells me this, that he is over us. And what this means to us, because he's over us, the enemy cannot get to us. Hallelujah. Now notice... That's part of the activation process. Verse 2 is extremely important. What you believe and what you say and what you act upon as a regular part of your life is extremely important for your protection, for your safety, for your loved one's protection and safety, and for this nation's protection and safety. Now here's what we do. I will say, verse 2, of the Lord, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God. And Lord, I confidently put my trust in you. I will say it. And I won't just say it once. But I will say regularly, you're my refuge. You're my fortress. 
You're my God. I can remember when we were over in Israel several years back, and we would tour some very, uh, I guess what you would say, some out-of-the-way places, some places where there had been some shrapnel and some bombs going in from Lebanon into the northern part of Israel. And we went over into the sections where we had to have guards on our bus with machine guns. But, you know, hey... Bring the machine guns on. But we were well prepared before the machine guns came on. And you know what we prepared ourselves with? They had a little pamphlet, Billy Brim did, of, of Psalms 91, verses 1 through 14. And all of us on the bus, were you ever on one of those tours? All of us on the bus would open up that little pamphlet and we would declare it and we would say it and we would act on it. And guess what? We were the safest of the safe. Amen. Amen. God will do that before you get on BART. He'll protect you when you put your head down on your pillow at night. He'll protect your babies wherever they may be today. If you will activate the 91st Psalm by I will say. Come on somebody. Say it real strong. I say of the Lord. You're my refuge. You are my fortress. My God. In him I trust. Verse 3. Here's what he will do now. This is what your security system will do. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. R.W. Schambach said the devil's called a fowler because he's always trying to foul things up. And from the noisome pestilence. Now notice, he'll cover you. He'll cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you will trust. His word shall be your shield and your buckler. The question I have for you this morning is this. Can God cover a person? Can he cover a church? Can he cover a family? Can he cover your property? And can he cover this nation? Now I want to say one thing about this nation today. Don't you get into a critical spirit about this nation. I know there's a lot of talking heads on TV, and no matter what side of the scale you're on, sometimes it can come across extremely negative. Somebody says, I'm so tired of hearing those talking heads. That's what your remote control is for. You can turn them off. Better to listen to the Most High God. Better to listen to be led by the Spirit of God. Better to be a, oh, glory. Better to be a watchman on the wall, praying in the Holy Ghost. Somebody says, who's going to be the next president of the United States? I'll tell you who, the right person. Because the right person is going to be at the right time. That person's coming to the kingdom for such a time as this. So don't get all bummed out about what's going on. Pray, do your due diligence, naturally speaking. But I'm telling you what, we need to believe God and we need to be earnest in our prayers for this nation because God's not done with us yet we need to believe God that the right things will be done in the Middle East we need to believe the God that men and women will stand up and do what's right amen I'm going to get off my pedestal right now but the bottom line is this is you and I we've got A covering. Notice with me in verse 4 again. He'll cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you will trust. His truth you'll be your shield and buckler. Your safe dwelling place. Now let's read verse 5 through 10 together. You ready? 
Let's participate. Verses 5 through 10. You go ahead and start. Take a breath. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. Now say that last phrase emphatically and boldly and loudly. But come on now, put your stake in the ground one more time. But verse eight, I'm convinced. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the Most High, your habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee and they shall keep me angels you know that this auditorium today is full of angels full of angels God assigned you angels at your birth I'm fully convinced That even while I was living a rebellious life, even in the pits of destruction, God never gave up on me. And I believe that he assigned angels to protect me and to keep me because he saw what was coming. And he sees what's coming in your life. And he saw what's coming, what what, what was going to come against you in the past. And he gave his angels charge over you. Oh, come on, lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've given your angels. You've given them charge over me. And they are keeping me in all my ways. Now, let's look over at Psalms 4, verse 8. Psalms 4, verse 8. I quote the scripture many times as I lay down to sleep. The safest place you and I can be is in the centerpiece of God's will. You can live in Beirut, Lebanon, and if you're in the will of God, be the safest of the safe. You can live in a mansion up in the hills somewhere in the Bay Area in a gated community, but if you're not in the will of God, you cannot say you're the safest of the safe. Yeah, but I've got bars. I've got a security system. Hey, come on, guys. Know this and understand this, that only your good, good father, when his hand is upon you, that's when you're the safest of the safe. You don't have to be afraid to walk down the street. Praise God. Now notice this in verse 8. He said this, I will both lay me down in peace. You ought to have peaceful sleep. But wait till you're out of church. I will both lay me down in peace. And sleep. For thou, Lord, only maketh me to dwell in safety. What this is saying is that he keeps me and keeps you perfectly safe. 
Now say this with me. I'm led by the Spirit of God because I'm walking in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads and guides me and sees to it that I'm always in the right place. I'm always in the right place at the right time. What if you said that and believed that and acted that on that every day what would happen what would happen you'd be in the right place at the right time oh hallelujah no wonder he said no weapon formed against you shall prosper now for the balance of my time today I'm probably going to end up quoting you a lot of scriptures so write them down and take a good look at them perhaps this afternoon But you and I understand this, that we are in a war. But this war that we are in is not against flesh and blood. Ephesians says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But against principalities and powers, the rulers of darkness of this world, against wicked spirits in high places. Amen? So there there is a war. But the good news is this, is when you fight the good fight of faith, you've got to know that you're serving a God who fixes fights. I said, we serve a God who fixes fights. In other words, the battle's already been won. All you and I need to do is enforce Satan's defeat. Now listen to this scripture. It's from Corinthians. It says this, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't what? We don't war after the flesh. And then he goes on to say this. For the weapons of our warfare. So that tells us we're in a warfare. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not fleshly. They don't originate in man. They're not carnal. But they're what? Mighty through El Shaddai. Mighty through God for what? The pulling down of strongholds. So that tells us that there are some strongholds that need to be pulled down. There is a battle that we must get into the ring on and enforce Satan's defeat. But thank God, he's given you weapons. He's given us weapons on this warfare against that spirit of fear and oppression and that spirit of terrorism. Now, how many of you know the devil's a terrorist? At the very, very root of all terrorism, I said earlier, is fear. And fear, when it comes into a person's life, fear torments people. It brings a great sense of dread into their lives. A tormenting spirit of fear is from the master terrorist, the devil himself. And understand this, that the battle is mostly right up here. Joyce Meyer did a teaching several years ago called the Battle of the Mind. Battle of the Mind. And her premise was that we must learn what our weapons are and then cast down every imagination and everything that the enemy may bring our way. And so I want to share with you three quick weapons. The first one is the name of Jesus. Everyone say the name of Jesus. Come on, say it one more time. Oh, please, just one more time. Wherefore, 
God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things or beings in earth and things or beings under the earth. The name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. And listen to this. Every tongue shall confess. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Woo! To the glory of God the Father. So this name is a mighty weapon for you and I to use. This name is above every name. It's above fear. It's above cancer. It's above poverty. It's above depression. It's the name above every name. His name in your heart, spoken on your lips, serves as a great protective measure against all the onslaughts of the enemy. In Proverbs 18.10, in verse 10 of the Amplified Version, I want you to look over there. Everyone say, I've been given the name. name. This name name is above every name. And so it is through this name that you and I will reign in life as kings. Amen? Now notice this. Are you ready to shout a little bit more today? Let's read this together. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The consistently righteous man, upright and in right standing with God, runs into it and is safe high above evil and strong. Oh, there's a name. There is a name above every name. There is a name that we run into. There is a name that we proclaim from the high tower of protection that in the name of Jesus, we are the safest of the safe. So number one, I want you to strongly Speak the name of Jesus over your life every day. Number two, the blood of the Lamb. The weapons of our warfare. In Revelation 12, 11, it says this. And they, that's you and I, overcame the enemy by what? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Now here's what I want to encourage you to do. Use the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus together. What do you mean use them together? For instance, over your children in the morning before they go to school. Put your hands on your babies or just speak a faith-filled word over them and say this. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over your life today. And then when you go and you drop them off at school and you see all those hundreds of precious little children just drive up there like a king or a queen in the Lord's army and say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over this school. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over this property. And then when you get in your automobile to get on 880, You just put your hands on your car 
and say bumper to bumper in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this automobile. I'm going to plead the blood. Faith in the blood, in the heart and in the mouth of a spirit-filled believer will stop the onslaughts of the enemy. And then when you're tempted to get a little critical about your nation, you just say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over that person. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood from border to border all over this nation. You know, in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel were ready to be delivered from Egyptian bondage, They were to kill a lamb, and they were to get full of the lamb, right? Eat all of it. Don't leave anything left over, but you just partake of the whole thing. But I want you to take the blood of that innocent lamb, and I want you to go over the doorposts of your homes, and I want you to put the blood on there. Put the blood on there. Now, in Exodus 13, and I'll just read it to you, it says this. 12, 13, he says, and the blood shall be for you a token, a sign upon the houses where you are. And then he said, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, when I see a man or a woman using the name and pleading the blood, he said, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not come upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Oh, hallelujah. The blood calls. The Bible calls the blood upon the doorposts of the Israelites a token. And how many of you know that tokens are a sign that should be displayed? Now, to go to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 28. Notice this with me. Notice Philippians 1.28. It says, And nothing... Terrified by your enemy. And nothing terrified by your adversaries. Now listen to this. Which to them, your enemies, is an evident token or sign of their impending doom. (laughs) But to you of salvation and that of God. Now listen very carefully. Everyone look at me. Everyone wake up. Just you not being afraid sends a sign to your enemy. You going about your life sends a sign to the enemy. In 2008, when the economy went bonkers, we had been in this building just one year. We may have never gotten the loan for this church if they saw what was coming. But in the midst of... Of all of that turmoil, economically, we just kept our shoulders back, looking unto Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you've called us, you've equipped us, you've put us in this place, and my God supplies all my need, according to his riches and glory by Christ. You know what that was? When you and I did that, and just acted like the New Testament is true, you know what happened? It was a sign to the devil that their doom is coming very soon. So how do I do it? I apply the blood. I apply the blood over my life, over my family. 
And then thirdly, but not lastly, the Word of God. Oh, the Word of God. How many of you know the Word is like a sharp two-edged sword? And that Word pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and of the intents of the heart. Say it with me, God's Word in my heart, coming out of my mouth and acted upon, will put me over in every area of my life. Now listen to this scripture. They overcame him, number one, by the blood of the Lamb, and by what? That word, word there is rhema. And that word rhema there means a spoken word. And so what God is calling you and I to do, so that we can remain safety in this day, in this hour, he's calling you and I to testify of the truth. He's calling us to tell the facts. He's calling you and I to say what he said. So everyone stand up and let's do some testifying right now. Come on, let's do some testifying. Glory to God. You see, a testimony is an open declaration or profession of your faith. A testimony presents an affirmation, a declaration of a fact that is based on the personal knowledge of the testifier. You ready to do some testifying today? Oh, raise up your hands toward the the good, good Father. Hallelujah! And let's declare this with me. It's a fact. That no weapon that is formed against me will ever prosper. It is a fact that I live in the secret place of the Most High. And it is a fact that I'm covered. I'm covered by heaven's homeland security system. It is a fact today. I'm under the shadow covered by El Shaddai. I declare of the Lord, you're my refuge. You're my fortress. Thank you, Lord. It is a fact. You've given your angels charge over me. And they keep me in all my ways. And it is a fact. Even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid. Point to yourself and say, I'm not afraid. For he's with me. He's in me. And surely, goodness and mercy. Oh, they're following me. All the days of my life. And I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you say, what you say, I say I'm dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.